Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie. I'm a book-loving, notebook-hoarding reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. And this is the Get Literate Podcast. On this podcast, we explore the power of leading literate lives. We talk all things books and reading, notebooks and writing, and everything in between to make our lives better. And no matter what better means to you, the pages inside books and notebooks can help us get there. So each week, we'll mix together books, notebooks, mindful practices, and creativity to cultivate a life we love. Now grab a notebook and your TBR list, and let's get literate. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Literate podcast. Last week, I talked about books that could help spark a passion for something, maybe a renewed interest in a hobby, a new zest for something new, or just something that you used to love that you want to give yourself permission to love again. I loved hearing from you what your passion projects might be. And so today, I'm kind of continuing the conversation by leaning in to a passion project of my own, which of course is writing. You know I love reading, you know I love writing, and yes, I am working really hard to have some passion projects that are not related to either of those things, but writing is just one of those things that makes me happy. It is how I would prefer to spend my time if I could choose to do almost anything. So if you listened to the podcast episode where I talked about my literate loves in July. So at the last day of every month, I talk about what I've been reading, writing, learning, and loving all month long. And when I shared that episode for the May literate love, I think I may have just said June, but we are in June. When I shared my May Literate Love, I talked about how I had been experimenting a bit with my own writing life. And I have been pushing myself to attend some writing groups and some writing circles, and even to take some writing courses, things that I had never done in the past. I wanted to see what leaning into that passion in a slightly uncomfortable way at times could do. Now, if you listen to that episode, you know that I joined the morning coffee group at Firefly Creative Writers. Firefly Creative Writers is just this most wonderful virtual space of writers and writing coaches and people who love writing and just want to be part of a writing community. Every day of the weekday, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, you can hop on a Zoom call, see the faces of lots of other people who have a writing passion like you do, and settle in for a half hour writing workshop of sorts. It opens with an invitation to share in the Zoom chat, usually some fun creative prompt. And then that fun creative prompt extends to your writing. And you are invited to write about that prompt for about 20 minutes as a group. Now, if that prompt doesn't speak to you, or if you are not all about creative writing, then you can work on a writing project of your choice and use that half hour time as more of a writing accountability group. And then there's a brief sharing at the end. 
I love those morning coffee sessions, but I will be honest. I don't always attend them. I think there's something about knowing that it's there every day that I could just drop in tomorrow if today if today is too busy means I don't drop in today and I likely don't drop in tomorrow. I have to make a real concerted effort to put that 9 a.m. writing session on my calendar and remember that it's something that I could do every day. Now, when I do, I love it. I tend to not write creatively. I love writing narrative nonfiction and I love writing reflective writing in my journal, but creative writing is not really my cup of tea. So this has been pushing me out of my boundaries a little bit. The kind of writing that I really love is the writing that just comes up in my morning pages or just flows out of me because I need to get something out of the page, onto the page, out of me and onto the page. That's the kind of writing that I really lean into. And so I was so excited when I found this whole body of journaling work called somatic journaling. I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I promise an episode dedicated solely to what this journaling is, is coming up. I just need to investigate and experience it a little bit more before I share it with you. But it's the idea that we write from our bodies and we write what our body needs to heal from or experience or just sit with. And then if we pay attention to how our body feels as we write, before, during, and after, the kinds of reactions we have to certain writing prompts, the kinds of reactions we have as we are writing. If we can do that, then we can really go deeper into who we are as writers. I love that kind of reflective writing, so I was ready to give that a shot. And so I joined Jennifer Arnsfigger's Body Writers Circle. And let me tell you, I have never been part of a writer circle like this. It's a small, intimate gathering on Zoom, if we can say small and intimate and Zoom in the same sentence. And in this case, we can. And every week we come together to write as a community. So most of the time, all of our Zoom cameras are on. We are seeing each other. We are talking. We are sharing our writing. If we choose, we share and debrief about the process and how we're feeling. And we do that all in relation to a very simple prompt that came from a song lyric. And Jennifer chooses song lyrics because she feels, and I think many of us would agree, that music holds emotion for a lot of us. When we hear a song, we might be transported back to the place that we were when we heard it for the first time. Or it might evoke strong emotion, whether that's positive or negative or otherwise, just by listening to it. Music has that ability to make us feel. And so these song lyrics are usually very short clips of a song lyric, but very provocative and very powerful that get us to have some sort of instant gut reaction that we can write from. And that's the idea, the instant gut reaction that we write from. Now there's a couple of rules for the circle right? You write without worry. You go all in. You get specific. Your pencil doesn't stop moving. You don't worry about grammar. You just write and you see what comes up on the page. And here's what I've been learning about this experience now that I've done it a couple of times. 
It is so simple, yet incredibly powerful. The idea of writing from a couple of words of a song seems just too simple, but it's not. It's not. It is such a powerful prompt. And I'm fascinated by the fact that out of all of us on the Zoom, each of us takes away something different from that prompt. Some of us go in a very creative writing direction. Some of us go in a reflective writing direction. Some of us go to a really emotional place, all because of these few words that have sparked something in our body that our body says, hey, I think you need to get it out onto the page. I'm fascinated by the process. I'm fascinated by the energy that is in this Zoom call. And I love that it holds me accountable and keeps me present in a way that my morning coffee session doesn't. That's a different purpose. For me, that's when I go to get some accountability writing done and work on a project and, and hopefully I show up for it. But here, the, the body writer circle, it's for me. It's for me and it forces me to stay present for an hour with just me doing something that I love, which is writing and then sharing it with other people and, and really getting to know the people in the group. It's It's been fascinating. So of course, I've started thinking about books. If song lyrics have been so powerful to write about, what about the quotes from books? I have been hoarding book quotes for years. Children's literature book quotes, adult book quotes, poetry book quotes, quotes from classic books, from brand newly published books, all sorts of quotes. I have multiple quote notebooks. I have a book journal with quotes in it. I even have a Padlet wall with some of my favorite quotes housed digitally. I have a thing for quotes. And as I've been thinking about the power of writing from a song lyric, I thought, well, the perfect thing for me to do would be to gather some of my favorite quotes from the books that I've read and use them as sparks so that I can try to recreate that powerful reading experience and writing experience in my notebook. There's something different for me about writing from a prompt that doesn't happen when I just open up my morning page notebook and I write from myself. There's something about the power of the prompt. And so I want to share with you five powerful quotes from books that I think will send you straight to your notebook and will open up some writing on the page. So I've got five. I've got many, 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 many more, but I'm only sharing five with you today. But I'd love to know what you think of this idea. Now, I am creating a really quick PDF printable so that you could just print out these five quotes that I'm sharing today. And I'd love for you to tell me what you think of it. If it's something that you could just tuck into your journal for when you need some inspiration, if you like them, if you want more, if prompts aren't your thing, and if not, tell me what is instead so that I can lean into it too. So here we go. Here are five quotes from books that I think will spark some writing in your notebook. The first one I have for us is a book that I just mentioned on the podcast last week. And I wasn't going to share this book because I thought people don't want to hear that quote again. They just heard it. But I think 
that that quote is worth saying again, especially because I don't know if you listened to the episode last week. And if you did, I don't think you're going to mind hearing it again. So I'm going to give you the quote first, and then I will tell you a little bit about the book. Here we go. If this capacity to make ourselves happy just by being into something has been inside us all along, what the hell have we been waiting for? That is a quote from This Is Not a Book About Benedict Cumberbatch, written by Tabitha Carvan. I loved this book, as you know, because it helped me lean into doing things in my life just because I want to do them and no other reason. They don't accomplish anything. They're not productive. They don't lead to anything. It's just fun. It's just joyful. And when I read that quote in her book, I thought, what have I been waiting for? Why don't I just get out my hand lettering kit and have fun for a half an hour experimenting with new fonts? Why don't I just wander around a bakery and look at all those beautiful cupcakes with all the cool frostings and the sprinkles? Why don't I do those things that are so much fun? So I think that is a perfect prompt to write at the top of your notebook and then write. See what comes up. For some of you, you might end up making a list about the things that you have been waiting for. What are those things that make you happy that you don't do anymore that you could? Start there. Or maybe you start writing of, why have I been waiting for this? And you talk about the things kind of getting in your way and how to unblock them. That's the great thing about a quote. You never know where it's going to go, especially if you task yourself with that challenge of not letting your pencil stop writing. Because when you do that, that's when the good stuff comes out about halfway through and you wonder how you got to that place from that quote alone. So that is the first quote. Let me read it one more time. If this capacity to make ourselves happy just by being into something has been inside us all along, what the hell have we been waiting for? I think that is the perfect quote to start off a collection of quotes for your notebook. Now, quote number two. This is a good one. And I can't wait to tell you more about the book because it is a book that I would have never, ever, ever, ever read. But this nugget just jumped out from the page. Here is the quote. The trick to success, complete belief. That was the only way any of it would work. So that beautiful quote comes from a middle grade novel called What Stays Buried by Suzanne Young. This is a gripping story of a young girl with supernatural abilities. She knows things, she sees things, and yes, she can even speak with the dead. These special gifts have come naturally to all the members of her father's side of the family, but with a condition. A curse that was placed on the family dictates that all of the mediums will lose their supernatural abilities on the day of their 13th birthday. Now, Callista has been dreading this moment, and when children start to go missing in her hometown, she knows that she has to use all of her powers to save them, and quickly. Now, let me tell you, this book has some very vivid descriptions and some shockingly emotional scenes. 
I did not see this coming in a middle grade novel. And honestly, I think the book will haunt many readers as if they were in the pages of the book. It's a page turner for sure. It will definitely delight. It will definitely scare. And it will definitely give readers a new perspective to think about. This was the scariest book I have read. Now, I don't read scary books. I don't read supernatural books often. I certainly don't read horror. But this book had little elements of all of those things that just left me shocked. I loved it. I ended up absolutely loving it. And this quote, just I kept coming back to it. The trick to success, complete belief. That was the only way any of it would work. Think about that for a minute. I'm not going to give you much more context of where that quote came from. And I think that's the beauty of it. So in our writing circles, Jennifer gives us the quote, but she doesn't tell us what song it came from. That comes after when we go to her social media page and we find the song and we hear the song. And then we think about where it came from and how we might feel about it. So I think there's something good in writing from a quote where you don't know the book and writing from a quote where you do know the book. So I'm not sure where this book lands for you, but I think this prompt is definitely a good one for a whole bunch of things, right? What is the trick to success? What does complete belief mean? In your mind, what does it take for something to work well in your life? You could go in so many directions with just these quick couple of words. The trick to success, complete belief. That was the only way any of it would work. So moving on to the third quote that I want to share with you. Oh, this book, this quote came from a book that I absolutely adore. Are you ready? Women are moonlight. We reflect the light of those we love. I think it's time I'm in the sunlight. Do you know where that beautiful quote came from? Women are moonlight. We reflect the light of the sun. Oh, no. We reflect the light of those we love. But I think it's time I'm in the sunlight. If you read Viola Shipman's A Wish for Winter, then you know that quote. This book touched my heart in so many ways. It's set in Michigan, now on my bucket list, uh, around the holidays, and readers meet Susan, her grandparents, and her very eclectic set of friends who have supported her through some pretty tough times. Christmas is in her lineage, like literally. Susan has some pretty far-fetched expectations to meet her one and only dressed in a Santa suit. And she does, but things go wrong before they can seal the deal and seal her family's fate. And what happens throughout the story is this hilarious effort to find Susan's, aka single Kringle, meet to find her Santa Claus and meet her family destiny. So the story is fun and light, yet deep, and the book is funny, yet inspirational, and definitely touching. It will awaken your love of books, of bookstores, of family, the magic of the holiday season, all of it. I've definitely found a favorite author in Viola Shipman, aka Wade. <laughs> so let me read that quote one more time for you. Women are moonlight. We reflect the light of those we love. I think it's time I'm in the sunlight. Where could you go with that? 
Could you talk about what it means to be moonlight? What it means to reflect the light of those we love? The positives, the negatives? What does it mean to be in the sunlight? Where are you in your current life? Where do you want to go? Who knows what that quote could bring up for you, but I think it has the potential to stir a lot of emotions inside all of us. Now, the fourth book, I'm going back to a middle grade novel. This is a lovely book, and I almost told you what it was before I read the quote. So let me tell you what the quote is first. You ready? Maybe imperfect is exactly what I need. Maybe imperfect is exactly what I need. Now, this lovely quote is from The Queen Bee and Me by Jillian McDonne. I was enamored with this book right from the first page. And truly, this book reminded me why I spend so much time in my reading life reading children's literature. Yes, it's my job, but I truly think that experiencing the life of a child in a book as an adult, it just makes me a better person. I gain insight into the dilemmas that I had that were long forgotten, but still very present for kids and maybe my kids. The emotions that children experience that adults don't seem to recognize anymore, those are brought front and center. And it's it just... It shows you the incredible gifts that kids can teach us if we just listen to them. I learned so much from Meg, the young character in this book, that I will forever carry with me as an adult woman who still has an inner child, and especially as a mom. And I think that she's given me this lovely gift of living inside a child's mind so that I can better serve and better connect the children that I'm blessed with in reality, whether they're my own or the ones that I work with as an educator. This book, I think, really is a must read. And I think this quote can open up so much in our notebook. Maybe imperfect is exactly what I need. So what do you write about? Are you a perfectionist? Does that strike a chord and is that where you go? What do you need anyway? Do you go there? Or what, what things that might feel imperfect are actually exactly what you need anyway? Again, these quotes can go in so many directions. And what I'm learning from Jennifer and the Body Writers group is that that first gut reaction, that first gut thought, that's what you have to go with. That's what your body is saying, write this. Whether it's creative or reflective or wonderful or garbage, Something inside of you is saying that it wants it out and on the page. And so these quotes give us the chance to just reflect on where and why and how these words are coming out on the page. And that's part of the beauty of the process too. So maybe imperfect is exactly what I need. Now, last up, I have a, another middle grade favorite. And I know this is a favorite book of many of you because I've seen it in your Goodreads online. We have talked about it online and social media before. And so here's the quote. I thought it would be fun to leave you a quote that I hope puts a smile on your face and gives you something to think about. Here it is. Hope is a lot like parking lot cigarette butts. Always there if you look hard enough. Let me read that one more time. 
Hope is a lot like parking lot cigarette butts, always there if you look hard enough. And that came from the remarkable journey of Coyote Sunrise by Dan Skymanhart. I love, love, loved that book. This was a book about Coyote. Yes, that is the little girl's name. And her dad, Rodeo. Yes, that is his name. And how they have lived on the road in an old school bus ever since they lost their mom and two sisters in a car crash. It's a very emotional book. And it outlines the journey that they take, both the physical journey and the emotional one. And on the physical journey, across all of those miles, they pick up a a strange crew of misfit travelers. And some of them have two legs and some of them have four. And in that process, over the course of thousands of miles, Coyote and eventually her father learn that going home can be the hardest journey of all. But with friends, with love, with connections, we might be able to, in the author's words, turn a once upon a time into a happily ever after. And so I think that likely gives you a little bit of context into this quote. Hope is like a parking lot of cigarette butts. Always there if you look hard enough. And isn't it true? They always are. And isn't it true? Hope always can be if we look for it. So maybe this sets you off on some sort of created writing about parking lots or cigarettes, or more likely, I'm assuming, it sets you off on a writing journey of hope and what it looks like and where you find it in your own life. Doesn't matter where you go, but I guarantee this quote is likely to spark something that is begging to be written on the page. So there you have it. There are five out of my, I would say, 150 to 200 book quotes that I had to choose from that I wanted to bring to you today as notebook prompts for your own notebooking this summer. Now, I mentioned I have created a really brief one-page PDF. So if you want to get these quotes and the book references that they came in, you can head to the show notes and you can pop in your email and I will send it right to your inbox, or you can head to alitlife.com. You can find the show notes there and you'll find the link to get the PDF printable there as well. You can just fold it up and tuck it into your notebook or maybe even arrange it as a tip-in doing an episode on tip-ins pretty soon, but that's basically where you just tape something into your notebook that you can fold out so it extends the page. And that is something that you could do with this notebook prompt page or any other notebook prompt pages that you have as well. So if you'd like to get your hands on it, just head to the show notes or head to alitlife.com. Now, of course, I would love to know what your favorite book quotes are especially those book quotes that made you stop. Did you put a book dart around it? Did you get out a sticky note? Did you put a flag? Did you actually write it in a quote notebook? Or did you actually go to your notebook and write? Because that's what the reading called you to do. I would love to know what those quotes are so that I can crowdsource them and then share them back with the group. I think it would be such fun to have a collection of quotes, maybe even enough quotes so that we could have a book quote once a week for the whole entire year to help us with our writing notebooks. So 
please send those my way because I need them for my notebook too. All right, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about my own experiences, pushing myself out of my writing comfort zone by joining a couple of writing groups. And if that sounds like something you'd like to do, I highly encourage you to check out Firefly Creative Writing and Body Writers. I will put links to both of those groups in the show notes as well. And one more thing. I have loved these writing groups so much that I am going to host a couple of these writing groups inside my Get Literate community. So instead of writing about song lyrics like I do in my writer's group, we are going to write about book quotes. So all you have to do is show up with your notebook. I'll give you the quote. We'll spend some time writing together and then we'll share and debrief and go along our way. I've got a really wonderful one-word theme to guide my reading and writing for July. I cannot wait to reveal it. And I am 100% sure that no one is going to guess it because I didn't even know this word existed until just recently. And I'm pretty sure not many others have heard it either. So I will offer you a challenge. If you think you can randomly guess my word of the month, for next month, which would be a word fitting for people to come together and write, then send it my way. If you happen to guess this very obscure word, then I will send a pack of literate love your way. I think guessing that word would deserve a book, a book journal, some sticky notes or a book darts, some sort of literate love care package to the amazing person that could figure out that word. So you can post your guesses in the show notes, or I'm, I'm sorry, in the comments of the show notes. You can tag me on a guest in social media. You can send me a direct message. I would love to see if you can guess that. And I'll have a post inside of my Get Literate Facebook group, which is a free group that anybody can join. And you can always share your guesses there as well. So that's it for me. I hope you are running to get your notebook and your favorite gel pen or whatever your writing utensil is of choice so that you can spend some time in your notebook today with these five amazing prompts from these five amazing books. I'll see you inside the next episode next week and happy writing, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. And if you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing lives, like bonus podcast episodes, book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. But one more thing. If you love what you listen to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community, too. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.